You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD, available on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. And welcome to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. In today's episode, we're going to talk about focusing and hyperfocus. So, we all know that ADHD or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder is a disorder where it affects the ability for people to focus and to concentrate to have inhibition and impulse issues, as well as all sorts of other problems when it comes to having the ability to think without, you know, making something come out, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Basically speak without thinking, um, having all sorts of fatigue issues and difficulty with communication and with logic and may you know simple things that for most neurotypicals is, is an easy thing to do but for us is very difficult in my opinion focus is the biggest problem that i think a lot of us have when it comes to adhd because without focus it is very difficult to think to be able to come up with the proper words. It's hard to listen. It's difficult to remember things. I have read an article where listening is a difficult problem. The ability to remember something that you were told is not easy because of the inability to focus properly, which is why we forget often, even if it's something within the last few seconds of what we discussed. Focus also has a lot of issues when it comes to like being able to manage your day-to-day routine, like especially if you're doing something and you need to have forethought. Um, Focus also affects working memory. It affects executive function because the brain has a very difficult time focusing and it you basically aren't capable of doing the right you know, steps and and having it work properly without really having some issues with focus. So what I'm going to do before I get into it further is I'm going to discuss some, an article that I've found, and it's basically seven focus tips for folks with ADHD. Okay. For workers with attention, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, or attention deficit disorder, ADD, focus can be hard to come by and harder to maintain. Luckily, there's hope. This article will explain why it's harder for people with ADHD to focus. Then we'll share seven tactics that neurodiverse people use to great effect to hunker down and get stuff done. Why focusing is harder for folks with ADHD. While the, the exact mechanisms of ADHD are unknown, research indicates that neurotransmitters, dopamine, and neoepinephrine may play a role. The brains of people with these atypicalities may have lower levels of these neurotransmitters than average people. Norepinephrine mobilizes the brain and body for action. Dopamine gives you a little reward for action. 
Without enough mobilization and reward, many people find it difficult to start and or finish many tasks. People with ADHD struggle with avoiding distractions, getting back to task at hand after a distraction, getting and staying organized, finishing tasks, paying attention in long meetings, remembering certain things, communicating with others effectively. These struggles can then have second-order effects such as missing deadlines, missing important details in conversations, feeling undervalued at work. Medication that impacts brain chemistry can obviously be helpful, but in in addition, many people with ADHD find it useful to change their habits and environments to better facilitate focus. The idea is to work with your brain rather than fighting it. Here are seven tips that may help. The first five concern solo work, while the sixth and seventh tip can help with staying focused during meetings. Staying focused during solo work. One, limit distractions. Every technique on this list is going to help you deal with distractions as they arise. But the most effective way to ensure distractions don't throw off your productivity is to avoid them as much as possible. For most people with ADHD, a quiet room where you won't be disturbed is ideal. But if that's not happening, try to find a spot in the office or your home where you're as far as you can get from conversations. If you can't be in a quiet room alone, try headphones with soft music or white noise playing. Unlike earbuds, headphone signals to others that you're concentrating and don't want to be interrupted. As for what kind of music to listen to, it may require some trial and error. Sports writer Dave Hogg has ADHD and finds classical music helps him focus. Adam Justin Wright is also diagnosed with ADHD and prefers to work to pounding dance music. On the other hand, some people with ADHD, like Mike Heights, lead designer at CarMax, prefer hustle and bustle. I have to second the electronic music mention. Mike said, I find that the busier the surroundings, music, or beats, the better the focus. I used to layer in coffee shop sounds on top of music for extra coverage. Another great way to limit distractions is to use clockwise to create and protect long stretches of interrupted focus time. Single task. These days, most of us are multitasking more than ever. While that might seem like a productivity boom, the opposite is actually true. Research in and outside the lab consistently shows that most people perform worse at tasks while multitasking, and the damage continues after the multitasking is over. People who frequently multitask are worse at ignoring irrelevant environmental information and switching tasks effectively, even when single-tasking. In one study, students who multitasked with technology performed worse at studying, doing homework, and learning. Unsurprisingly, they also had lower GPAs than students who usually single-task. While you might be tempted to think people with ADHD might be better at multitasking than the average person, research indicates the opposite is true. So one key to focus for people with ADHD is to stop multitasking and instead make it as easy as possible to focus entirely on one task at a time. For writer Maggie McNeil, single tasking has been key to finding focus with ADHD. I reject the myth that human brains can run run windows and therefore multitask, Maggie said. When I'm writing, I use a quiet space without music or people asking me questions or visual distractions. For me, that means low light except on my desk, but YMMV. I don't know what that means, sorry. 
Three, set and reset your priorities daily. Write down your major priorities at the beginning of each day. Susan Lasky, Lasky, M-A-B-C-C and S-C-A-C writes, this is a great way to block out annoying distractions and periodically refocus your attention. A daily focus list, a short bulleted outline of three major and three secondary priorities isn't just a to-do list, it's a grounding tool that keeps your head out of the clouds and focused on what's really important. If you need help deciding what's a major, major priority, try the Eisenhower matrix. The Eisenhower matrix is a block with four quadrants. So the box says on the top left corner, urgent, do and do it now. And on the left hand side, it says important. On the right top, right box says not urgent, decide, schedule a time to do it. At the bottom left says not important delegate what can you can do it for you or who can do it for you and then the bottom right corner not urgent not important is delete eliminate it all right try the pomodoro technique speaking of single tasking let's talk about the pomodoro technique in the late 1980s, Italian business student Francesco Cirillo needed to figure out the best way to get more done in a day. One day, he tried using a kitchen timer to break up his projects into 25-minute work intervals with 5-minute breaks. After three rounds, he would take a longer break for 30 minutes. So, it's 25-minute working, 5-minute resting. Cirillo discovered this method allowed him to study and concentrate best. He, he named his technique after his kitchen timer, which was shaped like a pomodoro, aka tomato in Italian. Research shows that it is an effective time management technique for many people, including people with ADHD. Breaking up work sessions into short sprints can help with focusing on a single task. In June of 2020, Dean Kissick explained how, during a global pandemic, he was able to descend into a Pomodoro-fueled delirium of work, creativity, household chores, tasks I've been avoiding for years, self-betterment, and random undertakings from morning to night. The Pomodoro technique also encourages productivity-boosting breaks and consequently increased motivation. Build a parking lot. Lasky also notes that for people with ADHD, the distractions often come from inside the house, so to speak. When racing thoughts or imaginary scenarios distract you from a task, instead of letting your anxiety and imagination run free, try putting them in a parking lot. Write down any tasks or thoughts unrelated to the task at hand, such as needing to do laundry for an upcoming trip or return a text message. Put them in one place, either a notebook, sticky note, or task manager where you can address them later when you're not already working on something else. And six, chunk your tasks. ADHD can lead to feelings of overwhelm at, any, at everything that needs to get done. Task chunking is one way to overcome that feeling and get started. To do it, you take larger projects and break it down into smaller steps. Let's take tax preparation as an example. If you just add due taxes to your to-do list with a due date, that might cause you some dread and anxiety. Instead, you could break the larger task down into its components, parts, before you start working on it. You might add micro-tasks to your to-do list such as gather your W-2s and other required tax info, research and decide whether to use software, do it yourself, or hire a tax accountant. Make an appointment, sign up for tax help if needed, and file your returns.
as a bonus. Task chunking offers the satisfaction of checking off more items on your to-do list, which can be motivating. Task chunking is especially powerful when combined with the Pomodoro technique because the 25-minute bursts of productivity are perfect for the smaller tasks associated with task chunking. Give time blocking a whirl. Another way to encourage single tasking is to time block your calendar. It's, if it's good for you enough for Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Cal Newport, it might just work for you. Time blocking is very simple. It's just three steps. One, choose in advance what to work on. Two, decide when to tackle priority tasks. And three, block off a chunk of time on your calendar for each task. Since organization and getting distracted can be problems for people with ADHD, time blocking can help. First, it helps you get organized by having you choose ahead of time, whether that's weekly or daily, what you should work on and what can wait or be delegated to someone else. It also helps you avoid distraction by setting aside time to work on one thing and one thing only. While you're in your time block for task X, you agree not to get distracted by task Y or website Z. A pro tip for time blocking is to pay attention to your energy flows. If you're better able to hyperfocus in the afternoons, schedule your most brain intensive activities for then and schedule your, your mindless tasks for the mornings. Another pro tip, if you have trouble finding time to address your parking lot items, try adding a block to your calendar with that purpose. Focus and productivity aren't always easy to come by for people with ADHD, but all is not lost. There are several methods people with ADHD use to get more done in less time. They include limiting distractions, single tasking, setting and resetting your priorities, trying the Pomodoro technique, building a parking lot, chunking tasks, and time blocking. Regardless of what you choose, trying clockwise for free should be on your list. Clockwise opens up time, focus time on your work calendar so you can work without distractions for longer periods of time. Clockwise is a software program, just in case you're wondering. So yeah, um, the biggest thing with focus, like my issues that I have, is that when I'm trying to focus, little things, every little thing seems to distract or seems to take my focus away. And it can be simple things. Like if I'm in a, like I have a living room where there's a lot of like distraction material out outside and near the side of the, of the living room window, plenty of distractions inside the living room. Um, the TV could be running. There's little things all over on the walls. So it, it really, these kind of things can take my focus away. They can distract me from doing what I'm doing and get it done on time and efficiently. So the hardest thing that, you know, like I, you, you buy, you guys probably have this problem too. And I'm sure when, if you notice when you're sitting and you're, and you're talking to someone or you're reading a book, if, if you are able to read a book or if you're watching a program or you're writing something down you often have your eyes get pulled away by things. And I don't mean like one thing. It can be one thing, but more often than not, it's multiple items like that are all within the range of your vision. For example, I can be sitting at the table and having a conversation and I'm looking and all of a sudden my eyes just get 
pulled away by like a person walking their dog down the road or down the sidewalk across the house and of course my eyes go to them and then it's not just like it's not like I'm watching them going down the, the sidewalk and that's it I look at them for a few seconds and then I look at the tree and then I look at like the grass and I look there's like a bird that flies by and then I look at the other tree and then I look at the car and then I notice that the car is like a certain color and then I notice that the grass is really long or I notice that the leaves are blowing in the wind like it it all these different things occur all at once within like 10 seconds and so my focus is completely blown and so what happens then is my then the ability for me to listen and remember anything of what was being said in the conversation that I'm involved in is basically gone. I don't have, I, I'm not able to remember it. A lot of it is, has to be repeated and it makes me look like I'm being inconsiderate and, and not caring or not really thinking about it. And the reality is that I am. And that's a major issue that I occur, that occurs with me every single day. I get often distracted even by little things and it's amazing how quickly they can get in the way of what you're trying to do. Um, I think some good examples are when I'm doing dinner, um, prepping, like making, you know, going through the routine of, of cooking. I cook three different things during the evening for dinner and something can easily distract me. And then I, excuse me, I might forget to be on time cooking a certain item of like one of my food items and it might burn because I've been distracted and instead of focusing on what I'm doing on the task at hand, my my mind gets pulled away and all of a sudden five minutes passes and I'm completely oblivious to what's going on and then my mind just kind of goes, oh, right, dinner, oops, and I go and I look and then I'm, you know, I might get lucky and not burn it, but there's a good chance that I probably already have. It this It's a very frustrating thing. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, focus affects so many things. And it's really extremely frustrating and it causes a lot of issues because it can, and also can be very dangerous as I'm sure a lot of you have noticed if you when you're driving or when you're walking down the street or you're maybe on a bike or you're doing multiple things at one time your ability to focus is extremely poor so you gotta be careful or you could run into something or hurt yourself very seriously okay i'm gonna take a break and when i come back I am going to switch gears and I am going to talk about hyperfocusing, which is a different thing. It is a focus uh, related situation with ADHD, but it is nothing at all like what I've been talking about previously. All right. I'll talk to you when I get back. Okay. Later. everybody to living with ADHD and CPTSD. Today's episode is focus and hyperfocus. 
So it's a two-part thing going into this episode. And this part of the episode, I'm going to talk about hyperfocus. Now, hyperfocus is definitely not the same as focusing. Because normally with people with ADHD, we have a hard time focusing on the task at hand. And it often allow, gets, us, gets in the way of doing things, remembering to do stuff, remembering things, period. Now, with hyperfocus, it's different. It's, I know you might think, like, it is kind of an opposite, I guess you could say. So, the name attention deficit disorder can give the impression that if you have ADHD, you can't focus or pay attention to anything. However, this is misleading because ADHD is actually a problem of regulating attention rather than a lack of attention. So children and adults with ADHD find it very hard to focus on boring mundane tasks, yet can focus exceptionally well on activities that interest them. In fact, when they are engaged in a task that is interesting to them, they focus so well that it is called hyperfocus. The ability to hyperfocus can be frustrating to parents, teachers, or spouses, and results in comments like, they can focus when they want to. However, the ability to focus is more complex than just wanting to. Lots of people with ADHD want to focus, perhaps on a lecture or what their partner is saying, yet they can only hyperfocus on an activity when there is either the right balance of personal interest, stimulation, and reward. What does hyperfocus look like? When someone is a hyperfocus mode, they become so immersed in the task that they are oblivious to everything else going around on around them. You may notice this when a child with ADHD is playing a video game and you try to get their attention. You call them, but you get no answer. You try to calling louder, but you still get no answer. Finally, you try raising your voice to a shout and you still get no answer. In her book, Adventures in Fast Forward, Kathleen Nadio shares a story about a woman with ADHD who became so hyper-focused on a paper she was writing that she was completely unaware her house had caught fire. She had missed the sirens and all the commotion and was finally discovered by firemen working contentedly in her room while the kitchen at the back of the house was engulfed in flames, writes Nadio. Luckily, this woman was able to get out of the house safely. Her paper was probably extraordinarily well written as well. Benefits of hyperfocus in adults and children with ADHD. When there is a deadline, you can push everything else aside and focus only on meeting that deadline. If you hyperfocus on work-related tasks, you develop a reputation as someone who is talented and dedicated to their work. Plus, it means you that you enjoy the time spent at work. At the beginning of a relationship, you might hyperfocus on the person you were dating. This intense level of attention feels flattering and intoxicating to your date. A parent can hyperfocus on an activity they are doing with their child. Having a parent that engrossed in a shared fun project makes the child feel incredibly special. A child might hope hyperfocus on an activity that builds their self-esteem. This is very positive, as living with ADHD can erode their self-esteem. The activity, whether learning to skateboard or to program a computer, is less important than how it makes them feel. Some of the greatest discoveries and inventions result from an individual's ability to stay in the zone, focused and immersed in an activity for hours and hours. And the negative effects. Unfortunately, if it is not managed properly, hyperfocus can cause many problems. 
Some people escape into their own worlds, neglecting those around them and ignoring important tasks that need to get done. If this occurs, school and work performance suffers and relationships become strained. For example, at work, you might miss meetings or get behind in your responsibilities because you are hyper-focused on the elements of the job you enjoy. Your spouse might get frustrated and angry with you because you only seem to do activities that are fun for you while they are left to do the household chores. Parents find they get frustrated with their child because they are when they are hyper-focused, they don't come to the table when dinner is ready, do their homework, or help out with chores around the house without lots of reminders. Life can get out of balance because it is easy to lose track of time when you hyperfocus. As a result, there isn't time to do other important activities like prepare healthy food, go to the gym, or spend time with your loved one. You can become critical of yourself and expect yourself to always be able to focus. For example, if you focused intensely for 12 hours one day to meet a deadline, you wonder why you can't do that the next day too. Five tips for getting the most from hyperfocus. Give these tips to try to take advantage of hyperfocus. One, match your career with hyperfocus activities. Choose a career path that is in line with what you tend to hyperfocus on. As Nadio explains, choose what you love to do as your life's work. This way, your hyperfocus is put to good use in advancing your career. Plus, you'll you will be much happier doing what you enjoy. If you're a parent of a child with ADHD, figure out what your child focuses on. Knowing what your child hyper-focuses on gives you an insight into their areas of interest and motivation. It might not be what a typical nine-year-old is interested in. With this knowledge, you can adapt their activities to include this area of interest. For example, and I've talked about this person before, when Olympic swimming champion Michael Phelps was young, he struggled in school. His mom tailored his education around his interest in swimming. To help him read, she gave him the sports section of the newspaper and made sure his math problems were customized so they were swimming related. Identify three, identify what your hyperfocus activities are. When you know exactly what you hyperfocus on, you can choose carefully when you do them. If you only have a few minutes before you are going out with your partner or before you go, you need to go to bed, don't start a hyperfocus activity. Instead, choose to do them on the weekend when you have larger chunks of time. As a parent, you can help your child do the same. Four, set time limits. It is helpful for parents to set firm time limits around escapist activities in which their children tend to hyperfocus. Sit down with your child, discuss the issue, and together you can come up with predetermined time limits. Adults may also escape into television, video, or online chat groups and forums. Try to limit your time participating in activities that exclude you from the outside world. Figure out a predetermined amount of time to engage in the activity and stick to it. And five, set reminders. Figure out ways to establish cues that remind you of when it is time to take a break from an activity. Adults may want to set an alarm to help them break away from the task for a while. Parents can help their children do the same. Parents can also give verbal and physical reminders. Sometimes verbal direction to turn off the video game is not enough. A parent may need to give a tap on the shoulder or even stand directly between their child and a video screen in order to get their child's attention and help them shift to another activity. So yeah, like hyperfocus is 
a good thing and it also is a bad thing, of course. And like I, my own issues with hyperfocus is my, like the best example I can come up with, which is very effective, is when I'm doing dishes, like I'm, I'm cleaning the dishes and I'm drying and, you know, washing them and putting them away. I get so focused on this task that I am, like it says, literally oblivious to everything that's going around me. I'm not paying attention to conversations. Like if my girlfriend's talking to me about something, I'm kind of listening, but I'm giving really automated responses because I don't have the ability to multitask and focus on anything that's being said. And so I really am giving like automated really type answers, which isn't, you know, good, of course. And it gets me into trouble because I'm not present by any means. I am so focused in on it that everything else around me just is being missed. Um, there's a good possibility that I could step on a cat's foot or a tail because if they're walking around, I'm not even realizing they're there. Now, another example of hyperfocus is like, you know, just sitting around and like, being on my phone or like do you know browsing the internet on my phone or my tablet i get i can get so focused on what i'm doing on my phone and again is that it's enjoyable like it's motivating and it's and it really is fun in in the time that i'm doing it that it's one it's very difficult to put it down and do other things and i get so wrapped up in what i'm doing on my phone that again i'm missing out on stuff like conversations and words that are like stuff that's being said to me i'm not seeing events or you know like i'm I'm basically missing important stuff that's happening in the moment and that has been something that i've always had a difficult thing with and i is it is hard to change because with ADHD, it's extremely difficult to make that adjustment and learn to, without some sort of a timer or some kind of reminder, it is extremely difficult to know that you're doing this and to step away without something telling you. Because if you can't do it internally, you need some sort of an external device or reminder in order to you know, remind you that you need to stop, step away and do something else for five minutes or just stop in general. That is a very difficult thing to do. Um, I don't, I don't really know of any other way to, to step away because if I didn't have a reminder or there wasn't some sort of a timer going on, I could literally get wrapped up in what I'm doing for a very long time. Like they say, it is good and it is bad because if you are doing something that is that is like a job and you really enjoy that sort of thing that is involved in it, you can be extremely good at it, but it can take away from the other areas of your life because it can affect your relationship and it, it, it has made effects on mine. And I'm, I end up 
not getting the rest of my things done during the day. Like there are times where I'm so focused on work or I'm so focused on um, even doing the podcast. I forget that I still have things to do around the house, like cleaning, uh, putting away my clothes when I've got clean clothes, um, taking care of stuff like for the dog, making sure he gets out to do his business outside, um, taking care of chores, putting food away, um, starting the dishwasher. There's, there's multiple things that I fail to do at the end of the day. And then that ends up getting me into trouble because I'm not looking like a responsible adult when the reality is, is that I was so hyper-focused on what I was doing that it took away from my ability to remember the other things that I was, that was going on during that day or during that time frame. It, it, it is difficult. So, um, yeah. All right. Can you train ADHD hyperfocus? For adults with ADHD, managing bouts of hyperfocus requires setting up external cues to redirect their attention. This sort of intense focus isn't something you can just buck up and talk yourself out of. Nadio, who actually has ADHD herself, often experiences hyperfocus when she tackles a writing project. So she sets a timer to remind herself of appointments she needs to keep or phone calls she needs to make. Computer messages designed to pop up on the screen at preset times can also be useful. So it is enlisting the help of a spouse or a coworker. I worked with one man who got so absorbed in his work that he trained a colleague to come and pull him out of his office for meetings, said Nadio. Another of her patients was in the habit of working on his computer after dinner. He would completely zone out to the point where his wife would go to bed and he wouldn't even notice. He'd just keep working until two or three in the morning. And exasperated, the man's wife began literally pulling the plug on his computer when bedtime arrived. It was the only way to get his attention. Yeah, that's quite something. Um, another thing is you can trigger ADHD hyperfocus by making boring tasks more compelling. Ultimately, the best way to deal with hyperfocus is not to fight it, but to harness it. If school or work can be made stimulating, it will grab focus in the same way. Kids with ADHD are demanding a higher standard of teaching. A child with ADHD gets bored quickly when he's asked to memorize a bunch of history dates, but if he helps write a play on the subject and then performs in it, he's going to shine. The same is true for adults. A job that provides public accountability along with more immediate and enjoyable consequences can be ideal for those with ADHD. Perhaps this is why 35% of people with ADHD are self-employed by the time they're in their 30s, a figure far higher than the norm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, you know, like you, you got to find ways to adapt. It's just like anything else. If you have ADHD and you know you're going to forget, well, you know you're going to have a problem with staying on task. You got to have coping mechanisms, and you got to have external methods to help you maintain your ability to do these things on time and do it effectively. So same way with with focusing and hyperfocus if you want to take advantage of hyperfocus you got to make the activity that is boring more interesting but at the same time you also got to be able to know if if you're if you're not aware that you're hyperfocused 
and you can't break out of it on your own, then you have to have ways of doing it externally, like whether it's someone that you know, or having a timer or something that pops up on your screen while you're doing the work that will help you. But the key is, is to not just ignore it. That's something that I know I have done. I tried doing that. I tried having a pop up on my screen, but what would end up happening is that I would be so into what I was reading that I would just like ignore it or I would say, and eh, whatever. And I wouldn't actually follow it instead, you know, I would just pretend that it didn't happen or I would, I wouldn't care because there was, I didn't really, there was no accountability. And that unfortunately is, is a possibility that you could just get to the point where you don't care. And even if it does come up, you're still going to just, you may not do it. So it definitely is key. I, the thing about hyperfocus is that you start to be get you become automated and you start doing automated activities like you say automated things you have automated responses to people your day-to-day -day can be automated as well because if you're so focused on what you're doing you don't really have you're not present you're not able to react if something changes um, so hyperfocus is not always the right way to go about something but because of the fact that that's just the way our brains work it is extremely difficult to break that habit and to not allow yourself to get that focused on what is going on so if you have breaks in between like 20 minutes or like like i read earlier the 25 minutes and then five minute break is you can use that as well with your hyper focus because it allows you to break away allows you to take care of other things allows you to communicate and have like a relationship or um you know interact social situations with people because if you're you know it it can definitely get in the way of being social and it can affect your ability to have friends because if you're doing something and you're so focused on it, you will appear as if you're being antisocial or you're being and you're being rude and you have no interest in what's going on, especially if you're doing something like doing chores to clean up or you're taking care of something in the garage as people are showing up. You could get so enwrapped in what you're doing that you're forgetting that there's other stuff going on. So it's very important to make sure you do that and have that, have like a timer to help with you to, to make sure you're not, you know, getting wrapped up in it. Because if you're so hyper-focused on something, especially if it's like a, a fun activity, you could literally waste the entire day away without realizing it. And then before you know it, it's bedtime and you've, you haven't done anything. You haven't put away food. You may not even have made food you haven't done chores that are important for you for the next day you know it it can be it can make your life a mess if you're not taking care of it so definitely make sure that you are prepared and that you own own the fact that you can get this way you know get hyper focused and prepare for it so that it doesn't overwhelm and take control of your life because even though it can be a great thing it can definitely be a curse 
Okay, everybody, um, that's it for today's episode. And I think this was a this was a good one. It was definitely one that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. Tomorrow is going to be another CPTSD episode. I am going to actually have a couple pre-recorded episodes for the next two weeks because, as we're all aware of, next weekend is Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then the week after that is New Year's. So instead of me recording episodes during Christmas, I'm going to have them done early and then put them out on those days. So if you are interested in listening to those episodes on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, by all means, you're welcome to it. It's just I won't be recording them on those days. All right. Everybody, have a very fun week. And I hope you guys have done your shopping Try not to spend too much money. I know that with ADHD, we do have an impulse control when it comes to spending money. Uh, at least a lot of us can. Um, try to have somebody with you so that you can have a better chance of not overspending or needlessly spending money. And enjoy just relaxing. I've got a couple weeks off. Taking some time off for Christmas, so I'm going to relax and enjoy, you know, things that I don't get to enjoy during a typical day due to work. And I hope you guys can do that too. So, just a couple things. Um, as you well know, I am on Twitter. It is at ADHD and CPTSD. There is the Facebook page. There is my website, www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. I am on Patreon. And if you subscribe to my podcast at Anchor, then you get some bonus material that I put out. Unfortunately, there's going to be no bonus material this week. Um, Just not enough time to properly do it and put it out but I will have some extra footage next week. And on Tuesday, I will be a guest on a show with um, a lady, for the heck of me, I can't remember her name. Um, I will mention it tomorrow, and I will post the episode on my website and, and through Apple Podcast and then you can listen to it. It will be a video recording as well, and I will share a link to that episode. So I hope you guys look forward to it. I wish I could remember the name of the person. Um, My ADHD is just really kind of getting to me right now, so you'll have to forgive me on that. But I'm looking forward to it. Okay, everybody. Have a great day. I shall talk to you tomorrow. Bye.